I got one life, got a made up mind, one time to live, one time to die, I gotta make my one count, one life, got a made up mind, one time to live, one time to die, I gotta make my one count, one life. Greetings to you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is Tay Love preaching Jesus. It's a beautiful day because Jesus is Lord. No matter where you're listening in the world, whether you are in China, Asia, India, Africa, the South American uh, countries, the Central America, North America, no matter what dialect or tongue that you have, no matter the color of your skin, no matter how much money you have in the bank, no matter where you live or how you live, I want you to know that today is the day of salvation. You can be saved today by the power of God's word. This is Tay Love preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to One Life with Tay Love via Made Up Mind. I have a very short, what I think is short, message for you today, and it's pressing because that's the power of the truth. The truth is like water. If you have a home and you have a problem with water, it won't be long before water is uh, seen or discovered. In other words, if you have a leak in the roof, all you got to do is put water on the roof to see where the water is coming from if you have a plumbing leak all you got to do is turn the water on it'll just be a short time before you can tell where uh, the water is leaking water has a way of going all the way to the very end and it's the same with air if you deal with air or water you got to really make sure those those things are tight secure and sealed otherwise you will have an air leak or a water leak That's how the truth of God works. The Bible says in Hebrews uh, 4.12 that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword, is a a divider of of soul and spirit, down to the asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, the word of God does not allow any escape. It reaches every heart where every ear can hear it and listens. It will reach the heart if the heart is open. So with that being said, I thank you for the introduction. Let's get into this podcast. It is called Five Points of Death. Five Points of Death. All I'm pretty much going to do is give you a story and try to make these points and read the Bible. If you love the word, you are in no hurry. If you are a seeker looking for the truth, you're also in no hurry because you're trying to find the truth. You're trying to find reality, what is real and what is fake and what is uh, ultimately the truth that applies to every human being. So I submit to you the Bible, the word of God, the Holy Bible and the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you're not convinced, then please listen very carefully. When you are born and you are a human on planet Earth, you have two very important dates. One is your birth date. 
As a matter of fact, it is celebrated typically in every uh, developed country or as sophisticated as some third world countries can be by being provided what's called a birth certificate. It is a document, a certified document, typically from the government that tells the world this person at this time weighing this much, this size was born through these two parents, male and female. And that's your certificate that's true with the stamp of approval for the rest of your natural life. Your birth certificate never expires because you do exist again when you are alive. And even after you're dead, somebody can go and retrieve your birth certificate on the county or state records and know this person lived and was born at this date and time, etc. The second most important date that you have is when you die, you receive what's called a death certificate. It is typically the same processed by the state or county with the seal that declares this person at this time died this way. Typically, it even has the manner of death, heart attack, gunshot, whatever. But the point is, that is also a, uh, a certified way as far as uh, the certificates that you get. So uh, I'm in a house. And so if you hear some background noise, I don't have a studio at a separate building. I can't help that. I got to keep going. So uh, please don't mind that. But now that we have established your birth date and your death date, your birth certificate and your death certificate, which typically applies to every human being, let's talk about death. If you're in a room, in a store, and you begin to talk about death, what is the typical response? Most people shy away from death. They say, oh, I don't want to die. Oh, please stop talking about that. Hey, let's change the subject because I don't want to think about that. Well, you know, that's just the, the, the reality of being human. Self-preservation is natural. You don't even have to, even babies in the womb on ultrasounds, when an abortion is done and they look at the ultrasound, a baby who was not yet born two months, three months, four months, still tries to survive when the snipping and the cutting begins. That might be sensitive for some of you, but it is the truth. Even a baby at that age, at that stage of development, tries to conserve or preserve its life. That's why squirrels run when they hear a car and so on and so forth. If you start drowning, you're going to go crazy trying to survive and breathe. The reason why this is important is we all, for the most part, every human being appreciates the sanctity of life. In other words, we value life. We want to live and not die. We want to eat the next burger. We want to uh, 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 go on a vacation. We have dreams and aspirations that we can only do if we are alive, because when we die, the party stops. When you take your last breath or your heart beats for the last time, it doesn't matter what you want to do because your life is over. Your life has stopped your life has terminated. Now that that's established, one point of truth is this. What can a dead man do? A dead man is just like the book that I see on my desk right now. I can sit and shout to this book. I can lay my hands on this book. 
I can rub oil, mayonnaise, uh, uh, car oil. I can do all types of stuff to this book. But guess what? The book cannot do anything back to me. You might be saying, well, it's a book. When something is dead, it can do absolutely nothing. It doesn't matter how rich the person, how famous the person, tall the person. It doesn't matter. Once you are dead as a human being, you are dead. Now, with that being said, I want to bring up a story because you and I, if you've been to some funerals, you already know what happens. A person lives the kind of life they live and everybody left behind is kind of on the edge of their seat wondering what are people going to say about this person? How did they live? And the question of the hour at that time becomes, did the person go to heaven or did they not? Are they in heaven or are they in hell? Did they live in a way that, that you know, says, hey, they, they, they should be in heaven. That's what people think. So let's turn to this recent rapper and he's on the news. This recent rapper, worldly rapper named Takeoff, he was part of some trio group. The reason I know one of the circuits I follow is Christian Pulse. Well, he showed up in the Christian Pulse. And when someone shows up in the Christian Pulse, there are various reasons, but I always kind of look into it. So this guy named Takeoff, apparently a rapper from Atlanta shows up in the Christian Post and there's a pastor that they started talking to. I don't forgot his name. He's in Atlanta. But the point is the pastor was, you know, designated to do his eulogy. That means, hey, can you speak at the brother's funeral? He probably was approached by the family. I don't know. When I read the article, here's where we're going to go into these five points of death. The pastor said these words. He loved coming to worship. He loved coming to worship. This is the rapper Takeoff. He's saying he loved coming to worship. And then when I read the rest of the article, he talks about, hey, I watched his brother grow up in the church. He made time to come to church in the midst of his busy schedule. And he loved coming to worship. That was very pronounced in the article. Now, when I saw that, I said, you know what? I don't know anything about this person. I've never even heard of the person, the rapper with the alias name, Takeoff. What is Takeoff? Who is Takeoff? What kind of music does he do? How long has he been rapping? What, what, what part of town does he live in, etc.? I have no idea. And so, of course, nowadays we live in the information age. All you have to do to know the great majority of things is ask Google. Ask Siri and information can be, you know, given to you, provided to you pretty much within a few seconds, maybe five, 10 seconds. You can have a hundred websites on one single issue. So I went to Google and typed in, they mentioned one of his songs called uh, Bad and Bougie. Now, listen, I don't know the brother. I'm like, I have no idea what this song is. The title, I can't say nothing because I don't know nothing. So I get on uh, Google, I type in his name, I type in the song, and here we go. There's, there's a bunch of videos. Apparently, this guy's been around for a while, and he's rapped and made plenty of videos. There's plenty of videos and collabs and stuff with him out there. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to get to know this brother. 
I can add up the math and get a little more information on this guy. So watching that video and another video in another video, and I didn't have to watch all of these. I just wanted to know what kind of what kind of life was this brother living? And here's what I took away from that. And you can do the research on your own. Rap videos, classic weed, smoke, jewelry, alcohol, profanity, uh, sexually explicit lyrics, cuss words, uh, uh, flashy cars, the typical stuff you see in a worldly rap video ain't nothing new. Okay. They've been doing this since what the eighties, nineties. They, they, it's, it's the same thing. And I watched video after video. I listened to the lyrics. I looked at the mannerisms, just everything in the video, all the skimply cladly, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the immodest dress women twitching and twerking and popping and locking and all that stuff. And I said, okay, that's every single video that I saw with this brother's name take off. Not only that, but they had millions of views, 35 million views, 10 million views, 558. Uh, one of my thing had 558 million views. I don't know, but he had millions of views on just about every video. Now that brings me to this point as we get into the five points of death. There was nothing that told me as a stranger and a random person who looked at a random person's life. Remember, I don't have any familiar context to grasp from concerning this brother. The math in this brother's life did not add up to say, take off, live for Jesus. The math in this brother's life added up to say, this brother did not live for Jesus. This is not something that I'm making up. I'm saying, give me the things that share about this brother's life. And the most outward, flamboyant, the most pronounced thing about this brother's life was not Jesus. It was all the stuff I mentioned to you. Weed smoke, jewelry, pop, lock, drop it, scadly, skimpy dressed women twerking, popping and twitching all over the place, cuss words, etc. That's how that math was added up. But let's go to the Bible. That's my little introduction. Now, let's just see what the Bible has to say, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, I didn't create that dude. I didn't make him. I didn't form and fashion him before he was in his mother's womb. I didn't do that. That soul is not mine. That soul belongs to God. But let's read the Bible. Where is this brother right now? Not only him, but where is him or anyone else who's at, who's at, whose math adds up to say this brother did not live for Jesus? Let's go to the word of God. Okay, so point number one. Takeoff was shot at a bowling alley. Death, his death was random. Okay, there's, uh, you know, nothing wrong with the way that this guy died. There's nothing wrong with the fact that this brother died. No man is promised tomorrow. Okay. That's the little subtitle or preface before we get into these points. Nothing wrong with how he died. Nothing wrong with the fact that he died because no man is promised tomorrow. Even me, as I'm standing here speaking into this microphone now, nobody's promised tomorrow. But point number one, five points of death. Point number one. There is nothing wrong with the fact that he died or the way that he died. 
Okay, I kind of spoke a little bit before this point, but that's okay. Let's read the Bible. Ecclesiastes 9, 12, King James. For man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. Ecclesiastes 9, 12, King James Version. James 4, 13 through 14, King James Version. Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we shall go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get game. Whereas you know, you know not what should be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. James 4, 13 through 14, King James Version. Hebrews 9, 27, King James Version. And it is appointed unto men to die, once to die, but after this, the judgment. I'll read it again. And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Hebrews 9, 27, King James. So again, there is nothing wrong with the fact that he died or the way that he died. Nothing wrong with that. Point number two. That's the first point of death. Point number two. Only what he did with Jesus determines where he spends eternity. Heaven and hell were created by God. Heaven is God's where he dwells, uh, where his throne is. The Holy Spirit dwells in every believer on planet earth, but God the Father dwells in heaven. Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God right now in heaven. The Bible says, I believe it's Matthew 26, I'd have to 2641. The Matthew said or the Bible says that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. So God prepared both places that are outside of the time of earth and the birth and death of human beings. But only what he did with Jesus determines where he spends eternity. Let's read John 3, 16 through 20, King James Version. Everyone, lots of people know this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that, but the world through him might be saved. Key term through him. 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. John three sixteen through 20 King James version. I know what some of y'all are thinking. Oh man. All I got to do is believe. I believe. I believe. Listen to me. The reason why God, the all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present God, was wise enough to look at the, the words that he wanted to leave for mankind for all time, he was wise enough to put the word believe because of the weight and how heavy and strong the word believe is. The word believe is not a mental acknowledgement. The word believe is not a mental checkbox. The word believe is not a breath of air, but the word believe is 
action holding firmly to because of trusting in. It's like sitting in a seat. You can't stand beside a chair and believe that the seat will hold you. Even if you know it will, standing beside a chair does not prove that you believe it will hold you. The only thing that demonstrates, proves, and clearly shows that you believe that the chair will hold you is when you sit in the chair and sit again and stay seated, etc., etc. And once you believe that that chair will hold you, what do you do every time you see a chair? You have a seat because you believe that the seat will hold you. That's what believe means. That's a surface way. We can't go there. I'm trying not to make this too long. But the point is, it's so much more than a mental checkbox and a head nod like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know God. I know God. No, 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 no. We can't fool this God. But let's keep reading. That's one text. Let's keep reading. That's the second point. The third point in five points of death is this. There is no guesswork or scale work with God when a person dies, God is not waiting for people to die and say, mm, what shall I do with this one? This is not a cartoon or Hollywood. This is the God of all creation who says in Ezekiel 18, 4 King James Version, behold, all souls are mine as the soul of the father. So also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sinneth it shall die. That whole chapter, Ezekiel 18, is God's discourse of justice and why what he prescribes concerning sin and righteousness regarding people is just. So we don't have time to read the entire chapter again, Ezekiel 18, but I'm going to read a few verses out of that chapter. That was one of them, Ezekiel 18.4. Now let's go down to Ezekiel 18.20. King James, it says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Ezekiel 18.23, King James Version. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord, and not that he should return from his ways and live? This verse right here says the heart of God is for people to live. And when you live right and follow God and you obey him, you receive eternal life, which means he wants you to live forever. So God says, listen, do I have any pleasure in the wicked dying? No, God says, and not that he should return from his ways and live. That's the heart of God. But let's keep reading. Ezekiel 18, 29 through 32. Yet saith the house of Israel, the way of the Lord is not equal. O house of Israel, are not my ways equal? Are not your ways unequal? Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, Every one according to his ways, saith the Lord. Repent and turn yourselves from all your transgressions, so iniquity shall not be your ruin. Cast away from you, cast away from you all your transgressions, whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? 
For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. Ezekiel 18, 29 through 32, King James Version. Here is a, a little snippet or snapshot into why God doesn't like when people die in sin. Because God didn't create a human being and put his image on them to do that. That was not God's objective. That's like Honda creating a Honda Accord 2023 only to run every million Honda Accord 2023s into a wall and they just all blow up. That's not what Honda went through all that work and engineering and testing and checks and all that. They didn't make the car to ram it into a wall and it explode. That's God. He didn't make human beings for that reason. So no, God does not have any pleasure in a person who lives and dies. God wants a person to live, repent, and turn to him. But let's keep reading. Again, I don't want you to think this is what I'm trying to make the Bible say. Let's just read what the Bible says. The fourth point on five points of death. The gospel, the truth, and God's instructions for us are for the living, not for the dead. Mark 1, 14-15, King James Version. Now, after that, John was put in prison Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Acts 2.38, King James Virgin. So now that Jesus says it in all the gospels, now you have the apostles, those who walk with Jesus and are now carrying out the commands of Jesus, the first ones who followed and continued to obey after he ascended into heaven. Let's listen at Peter, Acts 2, 38, King James Version. What does he say? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right next door, Acts 3, 19, King James Version. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So again, folks, God's word is for us who are alive. You can't follow, obey, repent, pray, read the Bible, share to God. There's nothing you can do when you are dead. The key is to do these things while you are alive. I have an album about the uh, release and a song on there is called While You Were Alive. While You Were Alive. Final point. The fifth point in five points of death. This is Tay Love preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Life Podcast via MadeUpMind.com. God bless you for listening. Please, please, please share this message. You and I both know people who have experienced what's being discussed here. Somebody dies and everybody's tipping around the issue and acting like, oh, I don't want to say what the truth was. This man was a pimp. He beat women and he died uh, uh, on the streets doing, you know, running his little pimp ring. Oh, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, he's in a better place. You know, there was one time when he was 15 years old when he raked my leaves for me. Man, I really love that young man. Come on now. We all know this happens just about at every funeral. But let's let God put this last point for us to ponder. This again is point number five and five points of death. This is the final point that will conclude this podcast. Since followers of Jesus barely make it in, 
Those who don't follow Jesus don't stand a chance. That's like me saying the Navy SEALs. Ooh, don't you know? There's videos on YouTube and there's movies and stuff trying to depict the uh, how rigorous, tough, strict, and hard and intense and painful Navy SEAL training is. If you have a class of 200 people, you're going to be left with maybe 28. And out of those 28, maybe you'll get down to five. The point I'm saying is, ooh, we it's not an easy thing. So the Bible says these words for us. Since followers of Jesus barely make it in, those who don't follow Jesus don't stand a chance when it comes to standing before the God who created everything. First Peter four, one through six, King James version. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Five, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. That pretty much says, hey, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin to save us from our sins so that we should no longer live the rest of our time in the flesh for those same sins, but that we should live according to the will of God. That's what this verse pretty much says. And God is ready to judge the quick and the dead. Uh, so what does it say? Live according to God in the spirit, which you can do as long as you are alive. Now let's read the next verse, 1 Peter 4, 17 through 18, King James Version. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it is first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Oh my goodness. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? 1 Peter 4, 17 through 18, King James Version. Romans 6.23, also popular in a lot of Christian circles. Romans 6.23, King James Version. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If I go and work cutting grass for $10 an hour and I work 10 hours, I have earned and deserve $100 because that is what I worked if you sin and you die in your sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Sin is deserving of death and death in the eyes of God is to be destroyed or erased. That's God's pattern from the beginning of time 
and and when he returns and as we die, it's the same. It doesn't change. And that's why the pattern of uh, 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 what the Bible says throughout, you know, the Old Testament on when we see the law of Moses, what was the penalty for lots of sin? Death. God says, listen, if you're not going to live and be the way that I designed you to, then die. But let's read. We got a few more verses and we are done. Revelation 20, 10 through 15. Now watch this. Revelation 20, Revelation 21 and Revelation 22. The last three chapters of the Bible, they all tell us, hey, 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 what happens to people when they die? Again, the fifth point is since followers of Jesus barely make it in, those who don't follow Jesus don't stand a chance. Revelation 20, 10 through 15, King James Version. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's just a glimpse of what hell is going to be like. The smoke of their torment shall ascend and they, they'll be tormented day and night forever and ever. 11, it says, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 10 through 15, King James Version. Now, when you see hell and death were cast into the lake of fire, that tell you as soon as people die who don't follow Jesus, they die and they go to hell. They die and they go to hell. This eliminates the Catholic uh, catechism and the belief that there is a purgatory. There's this neutral ground where you go to and you ain't dead yet. You just floating around. This is just one of many verses in the Bible that do not support that. I just wanted to put that out there. There is no I'm waiting around and floating like Hollywood and cartoons oftentimes depict. The Bible says hell gave up the souls that were in it. That means when people die now, they go to hell. Yes, God is going to pull those souls out of hell to be judged and then hell and death will be cast into the lake of fire. The Bible says this is the second death. But let's keep reading. That's Revelation 20. Now, Revelation 21, let's go next door. Revelation 21, 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation 21, 8 King James Version. We see this again, the second death, hell and the lake of fire. They're two separate things, but both are where sinners will go. Those who don't follow Jesus, those who don't obey Jesus, those whose names are not found written in the Lamb's book of life, which you can only have happen to you while you are alive. Once you are dead, your chance is over with.
You had your chance. So while you are alive, now's the time to get busy and, and, and learn what it takes to follow and believe in Jesus. Because here's the thing, you and I are going to die. The death rate for every human being in the world is 100%. The death rate for every dog, cow, mule, giraffe, donkey, snake, and squirrel is 100%. Every human, every animal is going to die. So because you know that you're going to die, it doesn't make any sense to sit here, hear the truth, and say, Oh, it's all right. I ain't it ain't that big of a deal. Hey, that is very foolish. That is uh, horrific. That, that, that's crazy. Okay, we can't go there. Let's keep reading. I want to just read the word to you. Revelation 21, 27, King James Version. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation 21, 27, King James Version. So what happens to a person who lives like the devil and everybody say they, they die like Jesus? Is that even possible? Is it possible for me to live like a gay man and die like a straight man? Is it possible for me to, to live like a drunkard and die like a sober person? Y'all see what I mean? If I'm high on crack and I die, then is it, can we say, oh, he didn't smoke crack. Is that true? Okay. Let's keep reading folks. Revelation 22, 12 through 16, King James version. This is the last verse. And these are the words of Jesus Christ talking. Jesus Christ is talking in the last chapter of the last book of the Bible. And here is what Jesus Christ says himself. Remember one of the first points where you spend eternity is determined by what you do with Jesus Christ. Revelation 20 or, or yes. Yeah. Revelation 22, 12 through 16 King James version. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am the alpha and omega the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. That's inside with Jesus. For without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Jesus Christ is saying, if you love and maketh a lie, you will not be in heaven. You will not be in the new Jerusalem. You will not spend eternity with him. And there are only two options as these chapters have told us. Revelation 20, Revelation 21, Revelation 22. You are either spending eternity with Jesus because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, which you can only do when you're alive by following Jesus to the death, or you are burning in hell 
where the smoke of your torment will ascend day and night, where you will be tormented day and night with fire and brimstone forever and ever. Those are the only two. Now you might say, hey, brother, why are you saying that? How can you say that? How many ways can you breathe? You are either inhaling or exhaling. How many ways can you live? You are either awake or you are asleep and so on and so forth. How many ways can human beings exist? You can exist as a male or you can exist as a female. Cutting and painting yourself don't change, Jack. There's a movie called In His Image. Google In His Image movie. Watch that hour and 45 movie. I will give you one thing that should stimulate you to go and look at this movie for yourself. There are more than 6,500 differences between males and females. So putting nail polish on your fingers and mutilating yourself, you have not even began to scratch the surface. You can't change your blood cells and muscle fibers and lung capacity and hip size. And you, you can't change that stuff. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Tay Love preaching Jesus the Christ on the One Life with Tay Love podcast. You're listening to it via madeupmind.com. This podcast was called Five Points of Death. Please share this thing. Please, please, please. It's just, it, it, we can't be ignorant any longer. Time is running out and we have to know the truth. If you love Jesus and you know somebody who can use this truth, you, I charge you, I hope that you will share this thing in Jesus' name. God bless you all. Until next time. One life, one death, one time. Make disciples, make disciples.